Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Welcome to another edition of the What Is Truth radio show right here in our beautiful studios and broadcasting to the whole world. Uh, We welcome you this Sunday morning at 7 a.m. We're going to be with you for the next hour. And we ask, we invite you to join us uh, in our discussions. The three of us are sitting around a table here with open Bibles. You'll hear the pages turning as we're trying to search the scriptures to find what is the truth that God has for us today. Yes, the God, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of the Bible, wants to speak to us today in the year 2023, and he's still doing it through the words that Jesus Christ gave to his apostles and prophets. And we're in the Acts of the Apostles. Amen. And we've been working our way through this great book. It's the history of how God began to build the true church that Peter was told by Jesus, I will build my church, Peter. It's going to be my church, not yours. Don't get any ideas when you go to Rome. (laughs) And Peter says, I never went to Rome, Lord. He says, well, remember, this is my church. And we're going to see how he built his church uh, Dr. Michael Caesar here in studio with Mark Sassy, Amen. Our uh, man on the street, our, our reporter, our evangelist, uh, John D. Giuseppe, our wise uh, businessman who also spends time on the street giving the gospel <laughs> out. Good to have you with me, John. Great to be here. And uh, we're going to be in chapter 10 today. Amen. And Mark, so chap- I'll let you pick it up. Yeah. So chapter 10 in the book of Acts is, uh, it's it's interesting. There's so much going on in the last couple of chapters. You had said in the past that in Acts chapter 8 and 9, yeah. the, the the gospel is going out in 8. There's an Ethiopian eunuch. Right, he's from not, Africa. He's, he's not a Jew. He's a son of Ham, going all the way back to Noah's kids. Yeah, and so in mm-hmm. Acts chapter 8, we see that a son of Ham from Noah's kids, like you say, there's yeah. Ham, Shem, and Japheth, the three are. sons of Noah that survived on the ark. And the whole world was populated by those uh, three men with their wives. Yeah. Uh, the Europeans were populated by Japheth. Yep. The African area, the Hamites, Ham. moved to uh, Africa, and it's called the Land of Ham in the Book of the Psalms, and uh, they populated Africa. And the Shemites moved uh, to the Middle East and the Far East, and they actually crossed over the bridge there. Uh, there was a bridge over there by the Bering Straits a long time ago. It was a land bridge, now it's covered by water, right into North America. And the Shemites are the Indians and the uh, Incas and people like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the whole world populated by these three sons. And and DNA shows that to be so. Absolutely. The DNA studies of mitochondrial DNA, all types of DNA has confirmed it. And in in the book of Acts, we've been seeing from chapters 1 through 7, we've been seeing this outreach of the gospel to the Jews after Christ rose from the dead. And you see the work of the apostles and such. But then in Acts 8, you've got this Ethiopian eunuch who's not a Jew. In Acts chapter 9, we've got, um, who was Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus. He's a Shemite. Ah, uh, yes. And he's he's from the land of Shem and the child of Shem. Yep. And today right. we and come today, to Cornelius. Cornelius. So let's read a little bit. Cornelius is, uh, he's a Roman, 
right? He's mm-hmm. a Roman soldier, a centurion. Yep. And uh, so we'll read the story here. I'm going to go all the way to the end of verse 18. Uh, he sees a vision here. We're going to see about it. So in Acts chapter 10, the Bible says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. And he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid. And he said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter was up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and he would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheep knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that's common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision, which he had seen, should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house, and stood before the gate, and called, and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. And I'll pause, there's a paragraph break right there. But these men, first of all, Cornelius who is a centurion, which means he's in charge of, I believe, 100 soldiers, yes. Roman soldiers. <laughs> yes. And so he's, he's a commander in the Roman army. And it says in verse 2 that he's a devout man, one that feared God, and he gave alms. That would be financial giving, right? Yep. To the people. And he prayed to God always. And so he was trying to reach out to God. Yes. And he's a Gentile. And so... I believe that early in the book of Acts, the only people that really kind of were saved were Jews and proselytes, people that became like Jews. From Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but now Cornelius, is he's quite different. I mean, he's, and I wouldn't say he's a barbarian. The Romans weren't barbarians, but he's definitely a Gentile, definitely not a Jew, definitely different customs of upbringing, very, very different upbringing. Well, well you know, I'm, I'm even taking it from back then or taking it today, there are uh, different types of people right. in the world. And there are people that are interested in sports. There are people that are interested in automobiles today. Back then, it might have been chariot races and stuff like that. And then there are people that, for some reason, they have a tender part inside of them wondering about, I wonder what happens at the end of my life. I wonder what God is really like. And this man uh, was living in the region called Caesarea. And I got a, an archaeology uh, study here done on uh, Caesarea. 
So let me just uh, share it with you folks. Caesarea was located in the um, area of Samaria at the time of Jesus Christ and Paul. So if you remember the nation of Israel, you had Judea in the south, Samaria in the middle, and then the region of Galilee up to the north, like a three counties, mm-hmm. if you will, large counties. It was located about uh, 60 miles northwest of Jerusalem. It was a city that Herod the Great began to build in honor of uh, Caesar Augustus. He made it the Roman capital of Judea. Mm-hmm. And what the and it was right it was a coastal city right on the Mediterranean Sea. It would be very easy for a ship of Roman soldiers to come across from Italy and land right there at the ports of Caesarea. Um, here's um, Cornelius. He's called a centurion of the Italian band. Now we think of a band, we think of a musical band. Yeah. But back then, they you know as the Romans were building their empire, one of the things they needed were, let's say, policemen or soldiers to keep uh, an area under control. And when they would take, let's say, another small a vassal um, country, let's say the Philistines, they come in and they conquer the Philistines and the king of the Philistines bows to the Roman emperor and he makes a deal of, you know, if you let me stay on the throne, we're going to give our taxes to you. And these deals were made all the time. And not only that, what about my army? And what what happened was, a Roman centurion would come in and he would pick the best men and he'd pick a hundred men and he would be a centurion over, let's say the Philistine band there. And he's got a bunch of Philistines. Mm. Cornelius actually has men brought in by ship from Italy. He has Italian soldiers under him. So that's all that means at that time. But I think the interesting thing for him was he's there to, let's say, keep the peace during the time of Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. And the Roman peace was kept because of fear. You don't go against the Roman Empire and their right. soldiers. So he had the liberty to go about, and I'm sure he was dispatched many times to go to Jerusalem often. And probably you better go at the times of the feasts <laughs> because millions of people are there. Pentecost, there's Passover, like Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles, Tabernacles, you know, there's half a million people there. We got to make sure we're keeping peace there. Bring your folks. And he would, he would go. And here's what I think he noticed as a, as a man, there's a difference between the way the religion of the old Testament is and the pagan heathen religion that I grew up with in Rome. In Rome, there's Jupiter, there's Saturn, there's Mars, there's all these gods. But over here, there seems to be just one God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't know him, but it makes sense to me that there'd only be one God. But he, he, excuse me, but he probably knew him as the unknown God right. at that time. Yeah. What Paul calls it. But it's just... Um, but he's trying to reach out to him in prayer. To, yes. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The vision comes to him, and the angel of God says, Thy prayers have come up for memorial before God. Amen. Can you imagine? In the sense that I think God watches this man and says he's he's not one of my people, the Jews, but he's now that he's heard the true religion, he seems to have an interest. His interest is piqued. And and I'd like to reach out to him. I'd like him to know the truth. And so God is going to make a divine appointment for a man who knows the truth to come to him. I think this happens today in our time. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. You you were at one point in your life, you were like Cornelius. You were starting to wonder, I, I think for my family's sake, I got to get back to God. Right. I, I want to know. And, and you might have been right. thinking it in your mind, silent prayers. And God is saying, you know, John, a member of the 2020 2003 Italian band is interested. <laughs> I've got to get someone to have a lunch with him that maybe can tell him some of the words that, of truth. That's exactly and how a it Christian happened. friend. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly how it happened to me. Exactly how it happened. Yeah. Um. You know, you just kind of became agnostic. Yeah. You know, as I grew, I, I left. Uh, you know, when I, I I wasn't really a practicing Catholic, but I was Italian American. So. And I, I left the church. I knew there was a God. I, you, you knew know, there knew was a God, God, but I didn't like understand. Cornelius. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And and um, and then um, then uh, you know, you get to a point in your life, and you say, you know, th- things are happening for me. You know? I, I'd I like just, to know. And I, and, and it's and uh, and um, but there's something missing. But I yeah. don't know how to know. But there's something right. You don't know how to and, know. And here is the Lord going to show yeah. you how He makes these divine appointments, listener. Yeah. If you're wondering too out there. The Lord hears your prayers. They're coming up as a memorial before him. That, and the prayer is, I want to know truth. Amen. This is what Cornelius wanted. Not yeah. I want a new car. Right. The right. prayer that comes up for memorial before God is you want to know the truth and the memory of the true God. That's a memorial to God. And it, he wants it, to bring it, that. It really is. And and um, what happened to me is I uh, wound up taking a trip, uh, chaperone a trip for a school and of course a um, in New York City and went to NBC and everywhere and of course one of the places they take you is to um, is St. Patrick's Cathedral. Sure. And okay. I said, okay, this is what's missing in my life. This is what's missing. I went, I went, I went into the to, to the to the shop. Didn't have Bibles or anything. Yeah. But rosaries and all. So I bought everybody a rosary. Got yeah. home, put them on their beds and whatnot. And immediately, immediately, that week or the week after, I got a call from a very very good friend. And to have, um, we used to meet like once a month for, for breakfast. Uh, and, and that's what we did. And I sort of started telling him about it. And he was a Christian. Yeah. And he started witnessing to me. And when you were at St. Patrick's, the thing that was stirring you, by the way, at the time of Cornelius, when he went to the temple, let's say, because he had to keep peace. Mm-hmm. So it was a feast. God was no longer at that temple. Right. That temple was a shell. Yeah. Cornelius didn't know that. He thought, here's where I'm going to learn about God. He may have gotten down and put a quarter in and prayed. And God said, you see, he wants to find me, but I'm not here anymore. Right. And, and you were at St. Patrick's thinking, this, but it's not about the stained glass or the no, statue. It's, it's no. the God you wanted to know in there. It's not. It's yeah. not. And, 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 and the Lord knows my heart, and I'd have a lot of questions. And we, <laughs> we were talking about that before, and, and yeah. um, that I would, um, I'd, I'd wanna, I want understanding. I just couldn't have... I just couldn't have blind faith in anything. Right. You know? And God and doesn't want you to have blind no, faith. No. And, and, he, um, he wants you to have faith based on his word, which is light. Exactly. And, and that's what your friend brought, is he brought you to not only the Bible, but a Bible teacher who right. could help make sense of what you're starting to read in right. the Bible right. and show you that all these things line up together and it all makes sense from the beginning of the world until now. But it makes sense. The key was, though, in those days, um, Mike, you had made CDs. Right. And um, there was no streaming or anything. And he gave me the CDs, a couple of CDs of, of some, uh, I think it was the Book of John, um, uh, just a couple of many. And um, at the time we had a we had an office in Utica and I have a lot of drive time. And I didn't put it in right away, you know. Um, but when I did, it was all Bible factual based. Yes. And that's what got my attention. It's like, really? Is that what it says? 
Yeah. Yes. You weren't, used, that to, you weren't used to that in the old Catholic no, church. No, Then I Me had to either. go and I got to buy one. I started to go to church and I'd look it up for myself. And then I wanted to see what I understood, whatever little things that, that I was taught about saints and Christmas and Mary. Yeah, and, this, yeah. and it wasn't there. Yeah. And then you say to and then and then you get this revelation and it's like, what's going on over here? And interesting. Well, it, it is interesting that the way the Lord worked with Cornelius is similar to how he worked with you. Yeah, yeah. And then for me, my wife and I, we came to a point in our lives where we had been going to church for years and years. And, uh, you know, I grew up Catholic and my wife grew up Lutheran. And at a certain point, my wife says, you know, well, maybe, maybe if I became Catholic, then we could just go to the Catholic church and it would kind of make peace. And so we started talking to this priest and she asked him a bunch of questions because there's differences between Lutheran and Catholic. And she'd ask him and he was not just any old priest. He was a teacher at the seminary. Okay. So he taught priests. And so he would, you know, be well versed in, in the Catholic teachings, the Catholic yes. traditions. Yeah. And so when she asked him questions about, well, what about Mary and what about the saints and what about things that, you know, the Lutherans don't really follow after. Right. And he summed it all up by saying, real simple, before he left our house that evening, because he was at our house, and he says, it doesn't matter what you believe. It's okay. (laughs) Whatever you want to believe is fine. Just come to church and uh, and have a nice night. And he left, and right away, my wife said, how false was that? (laughs) And I said, well, tell tell me what you're thinking. And she goes, he doesn't care what we believe. He honestly showed he does not care. We can believe whatever we want. Just come to church and put money in the plate and everything's good. And, and so she's like, we need to find truth. That's what we need to find. So she was recognizing the, the falseness, okay? And so she started listening to Christian radio, Christian TV programs. And after a while, listening to Haven of Rest, listening to Adrian Rogers and some other stuff, uh, eventually she got saved listening to the gospel being preached on TV and radio. And shortly after, I did too, because Adrian Rogers was, uh, you know, he passed away now, but he was a really good Southern preacher who was Bible preacher and and gave the simplicity of, of the certainty of the gospel. And so just like Cornelius yeah. and just like you, I had a similar type of thing where yeah. I, I wanted to know more about the Lord and I wanted to know truth instead of, you know, hypocrisy. And the Lord is faithful. He will send someone. And he did. And in my case, it just happened yeah. to be on TV and radio. Yeah. And, and, and we were talking before before the radio about some other things, that, you know, people blaming God, blaming God, blaming God. And there's going to be a lot of people blaming God. And I think in next next year or so. Um, for, you know, why wasn't something, something brought to me, but you got to want it. You got to want it. It's just like your wife said to you, Mike, always, you know, and and again, this, she said to you, um, and she tells a story, well, if there was a God and he did write a book, wouldn't you want to know it? Yes. And you said that struck you for whatever it is, it struck a chord in you because you're a scientist and you like to study those things. She actually challenged you. Sure. And you wanted to do that. And, and Justin and I, our our producer, we were talking before about witnessing to certain people. And it's when you walk into somebody that, that, you know, I, I I did have some questions. How much easier is it to, 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 to witness to them, to give them some scripture, to gently guide them. All right. Uh, than somebody that, that, you know, sometimes again, when you're out yeah. there, when you're out there street preaching, you got somebody, the furthest thing from their mind. Sure. 
The first thing they from their mind is, what are you out here for? Sure. What are you at this festival for? The first thing they from their mind is, is, is the Lord, because mixed in that, that sea of humanity is that person that might be asking. That has a desire, like Cornelius. Desire, and, yeah. and the Lord is sent you. Someone who's resistant Amen. and doesn't yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. And it says in verse two that Cornelius, he prayed to God. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. And so he was, he was involved in praying and he feared God, you know? So that's, that's kind of the first step. Fear God, understand that he's a holy God. He's a righteous God. And, you know, it seems like this world's a mess, but, you know, God is a good, holy God. Right. So there's got to be something going on. And if you reach out to him and you ask him, especially by going to his word, taking a King James Bible and reading John and Romans, that's a great way to start learning a about God. And in, and in this case, so God was faithful and he sent, uh, Cornelius sent uh, three men and they went to go uh, fetch Peter, right? Yep. And then God gives Peter this vision. It's interesting. In verse ten, he became very hungry. He went up. Peter went up on the housetop, and he was going to pray. Yep. He got really hungry, and he would have eaten, but then he fell into a trance, and the trance had to do with with right. hunger, right? And um, so he saw heaven open, verse eleven, and a certain vessel descending like a great sheet, and uh, had four corners, and there was all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts, creeping things and fowls of the air. Now, in verse twelve, when it mentions those things, it reminds me of uh, the like Leviticus eleven and in Deuteronomy fourteen, which is the dietary laws. Right. Sure, that's right. People have said to me in the past that you know these dietary laws that God has. They're way so complicated. Like who? Who? You know, I'm like, this is not Weight Watchers. Okay, right. this is not complicated. He breaks it down into uh, beasts, uh, creeping things, uh, fish, and birds. Mm -hmm. Four four things. And he goes, here's some examples of four clean things, and then there's examples of four unclean things. Yes. Yes. And, and so that's in the law when you're looking at Leviticus or Deuteronomy. Yeah. yeah. But even before the law, Noah. Back in Genesis chapter 7, way back in the beginning, Noah, before the flood, he built the ark. And it says in the beginning of Noah uh, of Genesis 7 that he was bringing clean and unclean yes. animals. Yes. Right. So even then, he knew the difference yes. between clean and yes. unclean. Right. And, and uh, without getting too technical or just scientific, what, what does the Lord mean? Uh, an animal, for example, he talks about a, a fish that has uh, a scales. And talking about a fish that the way it feeds on the plankton and the uh, the plant life in the ocean, as opposed to a fish that's a bottom dweller, uh, like some of the mollusks and, and the crabs and the shrimp, and, and they eat the refuse at the bottom. And and the only point is the, the, the truth is that uh, uh, one thing you learn is kind of we are what we eat. So if we eat healthy things, our cells are getting healthy nutrients. When we eat dirty things, our cells are getting some filth inside and the cells get kind of sickly. And what God was doing is I'm going to give you a dietary law where I'm going to have you. I know what the healthy things are. I want you to eat healthy and your body will be more healthy. And the proof is in the genetic studies of the old people that lived back in the third century B.C., the death rate, the life expectancy of Gentiles was 35, 40, 45. The life expectancy of Jews was 70 to 80. They were living three decades longer. That, that was for centuries. So we never caught up in modern society. In 1900, 
the life expectancy of an American citizen was 41 years old. That's when they died. <laughs> wow. And, and then when, when we finally got good sewage systems, we got the horses off the street with all the manure, when we started to have clean water, when we started to have uh, healthier ways of transporting healthy food, people began to live longer. And today we've reached just like the Bible says, 70, 80 yeah. which is what Moses predicted a thousand years BC. But that happened with the Jews. They ate the healthy foods. Now, this is a strange vision that God is giving to Peter because it says, uh, let's see, a, a great sheet at the four corners. So I'm thinking of like, okay, we're going to go on a picnic and we get a, ba- a blanket and we throw it over the grass. I got a nice square blanket and I set all the food on it. Now, if I pick it up by the four corners, it's like an inverted parachute. And this is what he sees coming down. And in it, instead of seeing clean things, he's seeing the unclean uh, items from the Levitical law. And he's thinking, this doesn't make sense to me. Verse 13, the voice tells him, now that you've seen these four-footed beasts and creeping things and fowls, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter's first reaction is, not so, Lord. I grew up a Jew. I've never eaten any of these common or unclean things. And then the voice told him the second time, what God hath cleansed, call that now not common. And then the third time it was done. And then the vessel went up to heaven and verse 17, Peter's still trying to, what What did I just see here? What, yeah, what's says, this dream about? It says about? plainly, Peter, in verse 17, Peter doubted in himself yeah. what this vision, this which he had about? seen, should mean. Yeah. So he's not sure. And, and, you know, that happens to us on all kinds of things where something comes up in life and you're not quite sure which way the Lord is leading. You Even have, when I read a passage in the Bible, sometimes I'll read it and go, what was that about? Why did the Lord say, Amen. sometimes the children of the world are smarter than the children of light? Why would he say that? Mm-hmm. I, you know, you're trying to doubt and work it out, and God wants to teach Amen. you something. And this book is a deep book. Now, thankfully, when it comes to salvation, it's a simple and it's a shallow. You could just uh, get into the ankles, just get your foot in the water and find out it's good and it's clean from God. Amen. And he's going to show us in a little bit how simple the salvation is because uh, the angel is going to tell him or, or tell Cornelius, go to Peter. Peter will tell <laughs> the words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. And it's going to be the simplicity of hearing the right words, which will give him the right belief. Yes. And not, it doesn't matter what you believe. It matters what you believe Amen. based on the right words right. in the right God and the right salvation. And so, but it, there are times where we read and go, what's this about, Lord? The, some of the deeper mm-hmm. things. And, right. As Mark said earlier, this is a transition chapter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is, this is now, and, and, and again, you look at it, it's, it's really not about food. It's, it's right. It's, it's not about it's, food. It's, it's yeah. symbolism. Yeah. And, and what God is doing over here. And Peter thinks it's about food. Right. right. And until he comes and later on, when, when we come back, you know, when Mark continues to read, then can you, Peter will get the understanding. A deeper yes. meaning. A deeper meaning. What so it's about. God was using, the, happened to use food. And, and Peter being a Jew. Yeah. Became very religious. Yes. Became very religious. <laughs> I don't eat that. I don't, I don't do this. Do, right. I don't do this. You know, so it's, it's, it was tough for them as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Peter, you can sit in the pew. I don't sit in the pew yeah. without genuflecting yeah. first. Yeah. Right. I get some holy water on me. No, wait a second. I want to show you, God says, how simple it is to get in the pew. Well, and, and, uh, a, a religious reaction. I can tell you a true yeah. story. I walked into a corner store in the city of Buffalo about a year or so ago, and a young Arab guy, he's eating a bag of pork rinds. 
And I, I knew him. I said, uh, Ahmed, I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, these are new. And I said, those are pork. No, they're not. I said, they're pork rinds. Look at the title right on the bag. And he goes, are you sure? And I said, yeah, those are pork rinds. He ran in the back room. You know what he did? He no, threw no. up. Oh, boy. Yeah, because religion makes it you think that you'd have to follow those laws your to works. be saved and your, your works, works yeah, to get to yeah, heaven. Yeah. So that's why he was so concerned. Yeah, your works yeah. not only taking little old ladies across the street, but what you eat, what you do, what you say. It's that's all religion. your works. That's religion. As a matter of fact, one of the things I noticed, the angel said, your prayers and your alms have come up. You've been trying to buy your way in. Mm. He didn't realize it, but maybe maybe you'll be pleased with me, God, if I put a little money in. And he's saying, no, no, I want you to hear words Amen. that are going to lead you to Amen. salvation. Amen. And uh, we're going to take a little station break, and we're going to be right back. So if you got your Bible, open it to the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, and we'll be right back in a moment. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second half of the show. It's interesting here how God is reaching out in these chapters to the whole world, chapter 8, 9, and 10. And here in the 10th chapter, he's reaching out to a man, a Roman man, very interesting. A Roman man who grew up in Rome, who's part of the Italian band, who's had some religion that he's grown up with, and he wants to know the truth about God, and God wants to show him it's different than the way it's done in Rome, and so it's going to send a man to him. Amen. Right? He sends Peter, and Peter, all through the early book of Acts, is preaching the gospel. Amen. Right? And the gospel is that Christ died for our sins. That's not anything like uh, religions that they had back, you know, in Rome with the Roman soldiers and whatever, and, and the false gods, like you mentioned sure. earlier, right? And so Peter... He sees this vision from God. This is as the men from Cornelius are traveling to, to get to him. And so he, he's up there on the house and he sees the vision. And I guess a couple of things I just want to say lastly about the vision is that many people today, many Christians today, they think that with this vision, it means that all things are available to eat and that we should eat, we can eat pork or shellfish or anything and, and that we have liberty to just eat any old thing. But I always, I always tell people, I, I remind them that in Romans chapter seven, God says that God's law is holy yes. and it's spiritual. And so his law is good. And so even the dietary laws in the Old Testament uh, there are places in the Bible where it talks about, you had mentioned earlier about that the law has been changed. It says in Hebrews 7 that there's a changing of the law. Yes. Anyways, without getting too deep into it, because the law is good, the dietary laws are good. Oh, absolutely. God, God meant them for uh, good. Absolutely. And right. so it has nothing to do with salvation and no. going to heaven or right. going to hell. It has nothing to do with that. Right. But what it has to do with is that like take for instance just pork for an example it's not that i've never eaten pork but i try to avoid it and i never realized but when i was uh, when i was young my my father had a hired hand on the farm and he went into an epileptic seizure and you know we dealt with it and called the mts but the number one cause of epilepsy is it's i think it's called trigonosis type yep, thing it's it's pork. from a worm in pork that's right Pork is the number one cause for right. epilepsy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so 
God knows all this stuff. Yes. This doesn't catch him by surprise. He created all this stuff. Yes. And so he created everything for a reason, but some things are clean to eat and some things are not. Well, well the, the, again, the greater thing is you have a, a body, you have a soul. God's, your body is going to die whether you're saved or lost. Right. <laughs> There's no question about it. All bodies are, uh, the Apostle Paul says, they're corruptible. Uh, they get old. Uh, the the nerves start to slow down. The arteries begin to get hard. The eyes don't see as well. The ears, that's the corruption process in a mortal body. And so God has our soul in that body. His plan is to take us out of that corruptible body, put us in a clean one up in heaven one day. But in the meantime, while we're living down here, uh, what God would like is if you want to keep that body running better, you follow my Old Testament dietary laws your body will right. corrupt slower. Yes, it will stay right. healthier. Right. But, you know, if you but want to speed no, up the process, go ahead and eat, eat whatever you want. Right. Eat but fast it, foods. But in no way does that... that <laughs> won't affect your soul. Up, it won't affect your soul. No. Right. In, in no way. And, and, and again, the Jews, again, made this at the top. Eating those things, this was God. It's a listener in, in the book of Leviticus, in the days of Moses, I mean, as Mike said, you know, Gentiles live 35, 40, 45 because of the way they, they ate, unhealthy, the yeah. way they, they brawled. I mean, they yeah. were, some of there was like a lot of lawlessness, you know, that's your wife. I want her. And not only know? that, the, the, the uncleanliness, the because uncleanliness. Yes. the Jews were taught to have running water and clean things. And Purifying. even though they didn't know about bacteria, they were cleaning their hands that Gentiles said, didn't. Yeah. yeah. And God yeah. said, you know, the running water. So I, I, I always find a book of Leviticus once I was able to say the word. Leviticus. Okay. <laughs> I found it fascinating because you know, where, where did it start? Where did it start? You know, running water, washing your hands. Right. Um, we're, we're telling you that th this food is, is really not good for you. Yeah. Because you are no, what you oh, eat. Oh, Lord, Lord, yeah. very healthy. There was a book written in the 1960s called The Cry and the Covenant. And it's a story about a, a great scientist, uh, Ignaz Semmelweis, who lived in the 1800s. And um, he, he was a doctor. And he was he was reading the book of Leviticus. He was a Jew. And at his hospital, one of the problems that was occurring is when women were brought to have babies, they would get childbed fever and the mortality rate was as high as 80 mm. percent. And they didn't understand what was going on. They hadn't in, uh, looked at the microscope yet and they hadn't learned the germ theory of disease. But he just observed these things and he was reading in Leviticus about washing the hands in running water. Now, what the doctors used to do, they had a pail of water. Oh, they mm. just stick their hands in the stagnant water and Ugh. take it out. And then they go deliver the baby. And there was bacteria getting inside the woman's yeah. underparts sure. and, and getting inside of sure. her bloodstream and killing her. Sure. And they didn't realize this. Well, he began using the running water, like it said in Leviticus. And the mortality rate went down to 1%. And so, again, God knows things that we don't if right. we would just obey him it's healthy but that's physically healthy yes that's talking physical. about physical god right. more concerned with your soul yes but if you're mm -hmm. concerned with your body follow what he says too it'll help well Amen. i'll give you a quick reason why we should have at least some concern for physical in john chapter 10 jesus is talking about the devil and he says the thief cometh not for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Uh -huh. This is John 10, 10. He says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Very good. He says, I am the good shepherd. So if, if the thief is stealing, sometimes he's stealing your health. And if he steals your health, then you're not going to be able to serve the Lord very well. You're not sure. going to be able to 
help your family very well. You're not going to be able to be a provider for your family very well. Those kind of things. And it affects your spirit. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you notice the difference between when you're having a good, healthy day and when you're having a bad headache or you're having a bad stomach pain. You just don't think as well. Your 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 temper is quicker. Yes. Uh, you, you're frustrated. You can't do as much. I mean, God wants to have that abundant life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of want to put this to bed in the sense that some people, they look at Acts chapter 10 that we're in right now and they say, well, you know, God told Peter, rise, kill and eat. And so give me, eat, give me a dozen eat, clams right eat, now. Eat anything. Raw, you know? yeah. <laughs> okay. and, and, and there's other parts in the Bible, like in Romans 14, where it says, uh, talking about all things. Yes. <laughs> well, he means all clean things. Yeah. yeah all clean things. It's interesting. That passage. Let me see if I, I can find it. It's right in the beginning of it's, that. It's Romans the 14th chapter. And he talks about, um, yeah, I, I love the way he writes it. Um, sanctified. Where's that passage? He talks about it being sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Well, all things is verse two. For one okay. believeth that he may eat all things. Yes. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Yes. And you're looking for sanctified. Yeah. I, I, I swear that's in there. It's a sanctified by the word of God and prayer. It might not be in that chapter. It might be somewhere else. But, okay. but the point is it's sanctified by the word of God. In other words, if we look at God's word... It'll show us this is set apart for better health than the other stuff. Yes. It's just not prayer alone. It's it's the word of God and prayer. And that's important. However, you know, sometimes if you're saved, maybe I want to smoke some cigarettes. Well, uh, cigarettes uh, keep me out of hell. No, but if you're saved, it'll get you to heaven a lot quicker. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, and if you're not saved, it'll get you there a lot quicker. I mean, bad things for the body are going to get you to the other side quicker if that's right, what you want right, to do. So right. if you want to eat poorly, uh, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. if you want to stay alive for your family and feel better, follow God's dietary law. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to read on, and I just want to say one quick thing for the listener. We've talked in the past about uh, modern Bibles and how they change things, and when they change things, it's always for the wrong way, against God's way. And I checked the Catholic Bible. I checked the NIV Bible in Mark chapter 7, verses 18 and 19. It talks about, um, you know, the idea of eating and how whatever you eat just goes right out of your body. Right. Yes. It doesn't go into your heart. It's not spiritual. What you eat is just physical. Physical. And yeah. in, in, the, in the changed modern Bibles, if anybody has one and wants to check or look online in Mark chapter 7, verses 18, 19, the modern Bibles say that now God is saying you can eat everything. And that's not what the King James Bible says. No, so no, once again, the King James Bible is correct. <laughs> Those modern Bibles do have a, maybe a little more license than we like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and then so to continue the story, verse 19. So Peter's still thinking on these things, right? Yeah. The Bible says, Acts 10, 19. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit, with a capital S, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing. For I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man and one that feareth God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned by God from God by a holy angel to send for thee into his house. And to hear words of thee. Interesting, to hear words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them. And certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. 
And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. After all, he's the first pope. (laughs) What are you going to do? We'd all do the same thing. So what does Peter respond? Uh, He says, bless you, my son. (laughs) What what does he say? Verse 26. But Peter took him up, saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in, and he found many that were come together. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come unto one of another nation. But God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Bingo. That explains I, the vision. That's it. So any time you're in Acts chapter 10 and you're wondering about that vision, go to verse 28. That explains it. That's the answer. I mean, Peter had grown up his, his whole life. As, as a Jew, and one of the things that God had told them over and over the entire great doctrinal book of Leviticus is that they were not to fellowship with the heathen. They were not to go into the nations that didn't have the judgments of God. They were to be a separate people. And God had given them all of these laws, and that's part of the dietary law. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons being is people will eat dinner together and over dinner, they'll discuss things like important things like religion and politics, mm-hmm. which is what you should discuss. Or their kids getting yep. married, and, and, and you want to. And this happens over dinner. And God knew if my people, the Jews, start sitting down with the Gentiles, when they start bringing up religion, the Gentiles are going to bring up their heathen religions. Mm. They're going to bring up Molech and and Ashtaroth and Baal and all the false gods. Right. And I don't want my kids or their children being influenced by that. So if I make a strict dietary law, it's both healthy for my people and it keeps them from fellowshipping with those folks that like the clams and the pork. And I'll have an opportunity to keep my people separate. And Peter grew up this way. And so he said, "I, I, I don't go to Gentiles homes. I don't eat with Gentiles. And God is saying, no, but the gospel's going forth to the whole world. Amen. I have to loosen these dietary laws so I can use you as an evangelist and a missionary in their very house. So they're not unclean. I'm trying to reach them with the gospel. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I never really thought of it quite the way you just said, but it's true. It keeps them separate. Yes. It keeps them from following after all those abominable things yes. and those practices that the Gentiles did. But God cares about all. Yeah. And, this, and in Romans, the gospel. Yeah. In Romans, it clearly says that the gospel is to the whole world. And, and here he's showing it. You know, and I'm reading, and you read the history books, uh, Samuel Kings, and right now I'm in Chronicles, and the Jews, for the listener, um, after they became a nation, they would go and God gave them this land, this the Jews' land, the promised land, and, yeah. and, and the Jews were able to kick out um, the Amorites and the Moabites and whatnot. Jebusites. However, though, as time went on, they started fraternizing with them. Absolutely. And they started taking on their customs. with them yeah. and learning so from on their them. Customs, yep. Just like God said they would. Yep. And they started doing things that they did, which is witchcraft, sacrificing your child. Yeah. All these things that, that, that it's an abomination to God. Yes. It actually did happen. And then he would bring wrath upon them. And he said clearly, 
He says, you've taken on the customs of the of the, the, heathen, of the nations heathens. that I pushed out for yes, those abominations. Yes, yes. And now like, you're doing them. Is that like America today? Yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so as we go, uh, verse 29, the Bible says, uh, Acts 10, 29, Therefore came I unto you, this is Peter saying, Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying, as soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Did you catch that? Shall speak unto mm-hmm. thee. Verse 33, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. It's, it's an amazing thing. And let's just think about this. <clears throat> now, it's written in the Bible, therefore it's true. Yes. Because every word is pure and every word is true. And, and here is an event that actually happened to this man, Cornelius, 2,000 years ago, I was praying at this hour, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. Now, that was an angel. Yes. Angels look like men mm-hmm. in the Bible. They don't have wings. They, they mm-hmm. look like men, and they're bright. And the curious thing that amazes me is the angel is there and says, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard. God heard it, and it's come in remembrance in the sight of God. So you know what I'm going to do? Let me give you the gospel right here. But God did not allow the angel to give Cornelius the gospel. That's true. He said, you have to meet a man because God has placed this glorious truth, this glorious gospel in our hands. That's the story of how God's going to build his church Mm -hmm. in the acts of the apostles and the disciples is he's going to use us. I mean, what an honor that we can take these words. Right. And God is is holding the angels on a leash. And if an angel does meet you, all he's going to do is tell you, you better go see your friend who's born again. They'll tell you the words how to get saved. Amen. Amen. I've had people ask me, like, what is it about the gospel that you feel that you need to give out the gospel? And I said, well, right in the beginning of Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 21, it says, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom, they knew not God. Yes. But it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. That's, an, that's a great statement. The mm-hmm. world by wisdom. Worldly mm-hmm. wisdom. World, no. we, go, we go to school, and we want our kids to go to school. I mean, right. we, we usually Education. do. Education. a big deal. And they go, and they can go through. Now, John, we all graduated high school. Yep. Mm-hmm. And college. Did they ever have a course on the gospel in any of our classes in <laughs> no. high school? <laughs> okay. No. At, no. At college? Not no. even, not even yeah. in no. a Catholic school that I went to. No. Yeah. And so the world, by its wisdom, doesn't know the gospel of God, and thereby you can't know God. Well, the world, right. Robert tells us the world's wisdom is foolishness. To God, yeah, to God. yeah, because you know, it's things that aren't about uh, Him. Is, is that yeah. Proverbs? I don't know what book it is. It's First Corinthians, First chapter Corinthians, one. The, world, the world's wisdom is foolishness yeah. to God. Yeah. So uh, you know, again, when we look at the things that we desire, the things that we go after, and all, he just he just thinks it's ridiculous. You know, I want to I want to work hard. I want to work hard, and I want to be able to get a vacation home for my family. That'll make me a good father. He says that's ridiculous in the flesh. 
Yeah. If you're not telling them how, how to get salvation through my word. And it's, like pastor said, this angel shows up, the angel doesn't give them the gospel because God has reserved that for his disciples to give out the gospel. That's right. what Jesus said the last day to his disciples. I'm commending the gospel to you. Even as the father hath sent me, so send I you go ye into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize these people, tell their minds, immerse their minds in the truth of the father and the son and the Holy Ghost, that the true God of the Bible is the great three in one. They're not going to get there any, yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. And, and listener, you got you to realize how, how, as Mark said, this transition is, is spectacular. Yeah. Because understand something, before this, there was Judaism and it was paganism. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Now, you put the clock up to today. To today. Okay. We have Judaism. You don't really see many. You don't really see many churches that just outwardly the pagans just outwardly worship, you know, Zeus and all that kind of good stuff. You don't yeah. really see that. You see, but you see a division in Christianity. Yes. All right. People that call themselves Christians, like Catholics and whatnot. But but taking that aside, it's another story. But the fact of the matter, this the, these men that went out and multiply like Amway. You get sick people. <laughs> I get sick people. I get sick people. Right. This is why we have today. Today it started. Right here, right here. With the early church. With the early the church. Early church going preaching was, the gospel. And and here we got people that are they're gathered together to hear it. I want to go back to what you said earlier, John, because you, that's a great truth you spoke. Going back before the time of Jesus Christ yes. on this planet, there was Judaism, mm -hmm. which was given by God. The oracles of God were given to the, the Jews. Jews. Yes. So they had the Jews. They had the truth about God. There was Judaism or there was heathenism and paganism, any type of religion you want. Now, since the coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and God raised him from the dead, and he said, I, I was dead, but I'm alive forevermore, mm -hmm. and ye must be born again. Today, there's born again Christians and heathenism or paganism, and everything else that isn't born again, no matter what label is put on it, whether it's Buddhism, Islam, Mormon, Romanism, right. Lutheranism, you were in Lutheranism, yes. Episcopalianism. Yep. If it's not born again, it's heathenism to God. They don't God. know God. Yes. And and I think today there are people just like Cornelius. Say, here's Cornelius. He's growing up in the religion of his parents. He was born into whatever religion in Rome there was. Right. He was going to die in that religion, but he kept noticing there was an emptiness and he keeps praying to God, God, I want to know you. God, I want to know you. You were born into Roman Catholicism. Yes. Your wife was born into Lutheranism and right. yet you felt there was something empty. I don't know God. And you wanted to know God. You, and God you, you have to reach out. You, you have to ask. To hear. You have to ask God. And, yeah. and, but he sent someone to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's why... And listener, you see us on the streets and you see, like Mark said, why, why he's always, uh, why the gospel is so important to him. Because we might be that person Amen. that God has sent yep. to, you know, it, it might annoy you this to see this. But again, the person behind you might be asking those questions. Yeah. And, and Mark, this is an, a true angel from God sent to Cornelius. Yes. And notice a, 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 an honest, true angel, one of God's angels is not going to tell you the gospel. He's not going to tell you religion. He's going to tell you 
there's a man that knows the gospel, go to him. If an angel tells you anything else, if you were to hear from an angel that God's pleased with you, Aunt Polly's okay, I want you to continue to do the best you can, be a good person, keep up your prayers in your arms, everything will be okay. That's not one of God's angels because no. God's angel is going to tell you, you need to speak to someone no. that right. knows the gospel. Yeah. You're almost like referring to Galatians chapter one. Yeah, yeah. If any gospel, <laughs> any angel, even if an angel comes with some other gospel, it's, yeah. it's a curse. Yeah. yeah. And, and so here, this, this angel in Acts 10, uh, he's talking about that to hear words of the, in verse 22 yes. and, uh, in verse 33, you see that they say that we're all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. They want to hear, they want to yes. hear the good news of the gospel. Faith cometh by, by hearing, hearing, hearing right, and hearing, hearing by the word, the word of God. God. And yeah. here we so. see Peter preaching again in verse 34 and, uh, verse 34, it says, uh, then Peter opened his mouth. This is Acts 10. Verse 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Think about that. He's telling Gentiles mm -hmm. that. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. That word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached, which was just a water baptism. I'm adding that. Yes. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, who they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people, and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness, that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Amen. How about that? Amen. Right there, amen. That there last verse, verse 43, <laughs> I, I, I got to repeat it. Yeah. He says, to him give all the prophets witness. That means all the prophets from the beginning of time are all talking about Jesus Christ. The coming of the Messiah. That was the hope of the Old Testament. Yes, it all fits together. Yes, yes. That through his name, the name of Jesus, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins, meaning have your sins washed away. Yes, yes. And so yeah. it's, it's, it, this is beautiful too because Peter, uh, although he knows, he, he understands the gospel, he knows the gospel, he understands what, he, what the Lord wants him to do with the gospel, he's learning something here as well. He's, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. he, he's, he's like, for a fact, God is not a respecter of persons. He's right. sending it to all the nations. So again, that transition, that revelation that, that Peter has. Amen. Go ahead and close out the... the and and the, the last few verses of the chapter, starting in verse 44, it says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. The Jews were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift... Of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, because they have always thought in the past that they used to say a prayer, I hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, Israel, is one God. They would hear, 
He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's exclusively ours, was their naive thought. Right. But he's the God of the whole world. He's Amen. the creator of heaven and earth. He's Amen. the God of the Jews and the Gentiles. And the Jews were stunned, like, wow. Yeah. I mean, God's God's reaching out to the whole world. That's what we're seeing here in these three chapters. We're seeing in chapter 8, he reaches out to all the Africaners, uh, through the sons of Ham, the Ethiopian mm-hmm. eunuch. He reaches out to all the people in the east, the sons of Shem, and now he's reaching out to all the people of Europe. God is interested in you, listener. Amen. No matter what your heritage is, God is interested in you. And what he wants you to understand is God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. God raised him up and showed him openly. He is the witness. Jesus Christ is ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. And if you'll believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with thy mouth that he is Lord and believe in thine heart, God hath raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You'll have the remission of sins. We've only got a minute left. And we want to thank you for joining us this week on the What is Truth radio show with you every Sunday morning at 7 o'clock right here on this station. Hope you're with us next week again. We're going to continue looking at how excited the apostles are getting and the brethren seeing that God is reaching his word out to the whole world. He's interested in all souls. At one point he told Ezekiel, all souls are mine. That includes you listener. And he wants to get you. And if you want to hear some of the old shows, we are on a website of the grace and truth. There are sponsors go to grace and truth church. You got to spell out that long word, grace, a N D truth, church dot O R G hit the homepage, click the sermons tab up will come YouTube, hit that. And you can listen to the old shows right here and hear some other teachings. And uh, we thank you for joining us today. And we're going to be with you next week. And until we meet with you, do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. You've been listening to what is truth? the radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.